welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 4th of March 2018, entitled The Importance of Faith. And the Bible readings are taken from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20, and Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. All right, if you want to open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, if you haven't found the place there yet, and... Uh... And just hold your finger there for, uh, for just a moment as we turn back to Ephesians chapter 6. And I mentioned this morning that, of course, we just came through a great conference last weekend in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. have been our theme for that conference for uh, 17 years. And, uh, and we have been looking those days of, of, of actually taking the advantage that we have in, in, in belonging to the Lord uh, in, in fighting the battles that we have to fight and, and, and fighting those battles in the Lord's strength. And so we began looking this morning at a part of this, and we're going to look at something else this evening, but let's just read this passage first of all to again be reminded of the, uh, the context of what we are talking about here. I invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's Word, first of all from Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And then if we turn over to Hebrews chapter 11, beginning in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the whole worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, 
that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Father, we thank you this evening. Lord, as we look into your word once again, we are totally dependent upon you. Lord, we recognize that this word has been given by you, preserved by you, and Lord, it must be empowered by you this evening. So speak to our hearts, Lord. You know, every individual and every need here this evening, everyone that will be listening to this sermon, Father, we pray that by the power of your Spirit that you would speak to their hearts as only you can. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm certainly not attempting to add to what Brother Kistler and Brother Beaver both preached to us this past week in the conference. We thank God for all that was given to us there. What we're trying to do is just I felt that in these next couple of weeks that we ought to just ponder on those things that we have heard and be able to apply them in a practical way, not just hear them and put them behind us, but put them into practice. We began looking this morning as we really focused upon this battle that we are in. He says, you know, that we are to be strong in the Lord and in the power of of his might. And he tells us that this battle that we are in, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The battle we fight is beyond human strength. It's beyond all of our smarts and all of our intelligence and all of our weapons and all of our guns and everything that we have. It is a battle that we're all involved in. And what we began looking at this morning, if you weren't here, I apologize because I can't go back and repeat all that, but we began looking at how Satan hinders. What is it that Satan will do to hinder you, whoever you are this evening, a lost person or a saved person? You better understand the enemy, and you better understand he is out to get you. You don't have to suck them. You can have victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is your victory to be had. But if you don't follow the instructions that he's given us, if you don't follow the orders from the commander, you're going to be in trouble because you're not going to be able to stand, as he says here, against the wiles of the devil. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. What tricks is he going to play against you? And we'll be looking at those over the next couple of Sundays, at least on Sunday morning. But I want us to pull down further into this this evening because he tells us down there in the, in the latter part of this, in verse 16, he says, above all, we put all of this on, it's all important. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. There is nothing that Satan can throw against you that if you've got that shield of faith, he can't penetrate that. But if you don't, you have nothing in yourself and nothing in your flesh that can stand against the fiery darts that he's throwing against you. And that's why I want us this evening just to look in a practical sense. We all know these things. I'm not telling you something new this evening. But what is it that is so important about our faith? The importance of faith. You see, as we read here in, in Hebrews chapter 11, where we took our, our second reading from, we find that the Bible says to us very clearly, 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For it was by it, by faith, that the elders obtained a good report. He says that it's through faith that we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Do you realize that most of the world around us today don't even accept that simple truth, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God? God spoke it into existence, but it's only by faith that we can know that. The world's not going to teach you that. The world doesn't even understand that. The world doesn't even accept that. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. You see, they're trying to figure out all the answers to all the things around us by what they can see. But they can't see God. They can't see the real cause of all that is before them. And he goes on to tell us about by faith that it was Abel that offered the more excellent sacrifice, by faith that Enoch was translated out of this world. Why? Because he pleased God, but that without faith, it is impossible to please him. Why is faith so important? What does faith really do? What is it? Because there are many today that, and, I, and, and I've been there, folks, there are many today that somehow think that faith is something that you can work up within yourself, that it's some kind of a, a feeling or an emotional thing that, that you have. But how do we truly define faith? What, what does it feel like? Why do so many people struggle with it? I want us to be able to just answer a few of those simple questions. And I think that as we answer some of those simply from the Word of God, that we will understand why that so many people struggle with it. It's without a doubt one of the areas that the devil most likes to attack. He likes to hinder you there. It should be crystal clear because it's by faith, that shield of faith, that we're able to quench all those fiery darts if he can destroy your faith. He can dent your faith. Only then can he get those fiery darts through to you because he can't penetrate faith in God's Word. You see, there's so many passages that we could look at. But as we look here this evening, I really want to just answer three questions. Why is faith important? What does faith really do for us? And thirdly, how do we really define faith? First of all, the why. Why is it important? I just want to give you a couple of simple reasons from this passage that we read. He says right here in verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. You see, faith is required to, to please God, to gratify God in any way, to be pleasing to God. Faith is what is required to do that. How can we please God if we don't even believe what he said to us? If we don't trust him for all that he tells us. You see, why is faith so important? Because we want to be pleasing to God this evening. And unless we can understand and know what faith is, we can never, there's nothing you can ever do. You can do all the works that you want to. You can perform all the religious acts that you want to. You can be a good boy and a good girl. You can do all the good deeds in the world. But I'm telling you, without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please God. 
It's impossible for you as a person to be pleasing in his sight. But there's something else. Look back into the chapter 4 in chapter 10. Notice what he says beginning in verse 35 of chapter 10 of Hebrews. He says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. You see, faith is what is required to please God, but faith is what is required to possess life. You can't have life without faith. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back, of them that believe to the saving of thy soul. You see, one of the passages that is really just, just before where we read in, in, in Ephesians chapter 6, if we turn back just a couple of pages before that to Ephesians chapter 2, it's a very familiar passage. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. By God's grace, you are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It's not of ourselves. We can't work it up. We can't make it. It's a gift of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God gives us the only means of faith that will take us to his grace. You see, it's only God's grace that saves us, but there's only one pathway to get to God's grace, and that's by faith, believing and trusting in him to the saving of our souls. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We like to feel proud of the things that we do to make God happy, to please God. The things that will bring a smile to God and make us feel good. But, folks, what we're seeing is literally, why is faith so important? Because you can never please God without it, and you can never possess life without it. You see, in verse 39 of our reading there, in chapter 10, in Hebrews chapter 10, notice what he said there in verse 39, but we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of our faith, unto perdition, literally, unto ruin, unto loss, physical, spiritual, eternal damnation and destruction. We've been looking for a number of weeks at the two eternal abodes, heaven and hell, the one with God, the one without God. You see, we don't want to turn back to those things of destruction, those things of damnation. We want to believe to the saving of the soul. There is no in-between. We either believe or we don't believe. Why 
is faith important? We need to grasp and understand there is nothing else. There is nothing else in the world. We can never please God without faith, and we can never possess life without faith. What does faith really do for you? It takes faith to possess that life in the first place. It's simply believing God. It's not doing your thing and trying to to perform all your religious acts. It is trusting Him that what He's done. Remember, remember that that passage that we looked at this morning in the Gospel of John chapter 3, which is one of those passages that is one of the first that is often memorized by Christians, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He says in verse 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. We're already condemned. Jesus did not come to this world to condemn anybody. We're already condemned in our sin. He came to save us from that condemnation if we believe. That's the only way that we can get there. God's grace is sufficient to save us all. But we've got to believe him to be able to experience that grace in our lives. Why is it so important? Well, I want you to look look here in chapter 11. You see, just briefly look down through here. I counted over 40 things in this one chapter that faith does for us. Over 40 things in one chapter that faith does for us. Verse 3, through, <coughs> through faith. We understand. We understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Faith is the only thing that will bring us understanding because it's faith in God's Word that will only bring us to the true understanding, the knowledge that He has for us. Verse 2, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. You see, it's by faith that his sacrifice was acceptable. We covered all that when we were going through the Genesis and all those things that were there. Why was it? Why was it that Abel's sacrifice was more excellent? He said uh, that it was because that it was given by faith. He offered his sacrifice by faith. Notice in verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Faith is what gives us the very presence of God. He was translated right into the presence of God because of his faith. In verse 7, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, preparing an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Yes, he looked like an idiot. Yes, he looked like a fool. He's out there building this boat in the middle of dry land, talking about the water that's going to come that's never come out of the sky before. None of it makes sense. By faith. He preached a message that God gave him, though he had never seen that with his physical eyes before. He believed God. And it was his faith. His faith was what it was that caused him to do what he did to do for God. You see, 
Faith is what will truly allow us. You can't serve God without faith. Noah only did what he did for God because he believed God. Why are we ever going to do anything for him without faith in what he says to us? Of course, faith is what also gave him his inheritance there. <laughs> he would never have had what God offered him had he not had the faith to build that ark, to do what God had said for him to do. He says in verse 8, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should have to receive an inheritance, God obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. Not only brought the inheritance, but his faith that will encourage obedience. When we believe God, we want to do what he says. I mean, Abraham didn't even know where he was going when God said, Abraham, I'm calling you out. I want you to pack your things. I want you to pack up your family, and I want you to go. He didn't know where he was going, except that he was going where God had told him to go. Faith is what gave him that courage to obey God. Notice in verses 9 and 10. By faith he sojourned in the land of promises in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of, with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Perseverance. <laughs> Why did he dwell there? Why did he keep pressing on even before he could see it? He persevered because he believed God. Because he believed the promises of God. He believed that what God said he would fulfill. Through faith it says also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the sea shore innumerable. You see... It's only by faith that you can have true hope that will even defy nature itself. Yes, physically, naturally, she was too old to bear a child. But by faith, she believed God. God said it was by faith that she bore that child because she believed God. He goes on. He says in verse 13, These all died in faith, not having received the promise but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. See, not only did he give them by faith the perseverance to believe that God was going to fulfill it, but we see in these verses here that it was by faith that he gave them the faith that they needed to die, to leave this world, not seeing that promise fulfilled, but knowing that it was still there afar off, though they had not themselves seen it. It's faith that will give you that dying grace when we go to leave this world. We find that in verse 17, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Of him it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. You see, <laughs> there is nothing 
that Abraham could have probably surrendered to God that meant more to him in this life than his own son. Believing, by faith, believing. If it was God that was having him do this, that even if necessary, God would raise that son from the dead, but he had to be obedient unto God. He was the one that had to be willing to surrender his all. It's only by faith that we'll ever get. We can sing, I surrender all. We can sing it over and over and over again. I want you to know in your life, it's by faith that you'll truly be willing to surrender it all to him. Verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Faith. By faith is what brought the blessing. In verse 21, by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and what? And worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. It's only through faith that we can truly worship. How can we worship God in spirit and in truth if we don't have that faith to believe? That's how that Jacob worshiped God, by faith. He says in verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith. By faith, Joseph had the confidence. By faith, he had the confidence of knowing exactly what God was doing and where his future lay. By faith, in verse 23, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, they had courage. They would never have had that courage had they not had the faith that God would protect that son, that God would protect that child, that God would see that that child was saved from the king's addict. Verses 24 to 26. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. I want to tell you something. It's only by faith that just as Moses did that you'll be able to make the right choices that you'll grasp the real treasures, that you'll grasp what's really important in your life. He chose. He chose not to fall into the trap of being esteemed in, in man's eyes and accepting the treasure of this world, but rather to take the reproach of being God's child. Only by faith could he do that. Verse 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured because of his faith. In verse 28, through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Only by faith was he faithful to continue on with the sacrifices that God had put before them. He tells us in verse 29, by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians essayed to do, were drowned. They were only delivered because of their faith. <laughs> They believed God, and they passed through on dry land. Verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Who would have ever thought that just marching around those walls would make them come tumbling down? By faith, 
By faith, those walls fell down. By faith, victory was found. Verse 31, by faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Faith is what preserved her. Faith is what will bring preservation to her. We could read on down, but verses 32 to 35, we see at least 10 other positive things that are, that are made possible because of faith. In verses 35 to, to 37, there's at least 13 other areas that, that, that faith brought people through the things that when everything seemed to be against them. In verse 38, we see that faith is what brought many through when they were simply fugitives, vagabonds in this world here. What does faith do? Well, in verse 32, I think it's Paul that was writing this. He asked this question, and what shall I more say? You see, why is faith important? Because, folks, faith is what's required if you're going to please God. You've got to believe him. And faith is what is required to possess life. What does faith really do for us? The Bible is teaching us here that all of these things that we read about through the Scriptures, all that was accomplished for God in this world, it was done by faith. Without faith, nothing, nothing will be accomplished. But by faith, nothing is impossible with God. I want to answer that final question. How do we define it? Well, the Bible defines it this way, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Faith, being persuaded, having that confidence, that conviction. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Having total conviction just because God says it. That's what faith is. Believing God. We can't make it. It's not an emotional high. It's not a feeling I shared with you a testimony some time back, a testimony of a dear friend of mine that his wife was dying of cancer. He went to a, to a church that happened to preach and teach that, that anybody that was sick in this world, that died a death in this world because of some kind of illness was because of a lack of faith, that it was never God's will for anybody to be sick I don't really know where a lot of these things come from, but as she lay there dying on her deathbed and their pastor came in and the pastor, first of all, tried to convince them that the only reason that she wasn't being healed of that cancer was because of a lack of faith, a lack of faith. But that lady's faith, Doris had literally been such a shining light to all of the staff and everybody in that hospital, they couldn't believe the faith that this woman had, how she could have that kind of faith when she was laying there in the condition that she was in. The pastor came to the point where he couldn't question her faith, and so he told Jerry, he said, well, your wife is dying of cancer because your faith is strong enough. If her faith and your faith is strong enough, she will be healed. Folks, I believe in a miracle-working God. I believe in a God that can heal anything. There is nothing that's beyond him. There is nothing that's beyond his reach. But we also live in a sin-cursed world and sin-cursed bodies, and things happen, and we leave this world 
and death is part of it. One day that will no longer be. So I have total faith in my Lord that I'm not going to leave this world until he's ready to. And there's nothing that can happen to me that's beyond his touch and his control. But to think that why does anybody ever die? Has anybody ever had faith? Why would anybody die? Why would anybody ever leave this world if it was just faith that kept them here every time? You see, she died. And I can remember still being there in that hospital room. I can remember being on one side of that bed as Jerry was on the other side. And I can remember with her dying breath, all she wanted us to do, she was beyond her own strength. She wanted us to hold her arms up to heaven so she could praise God and thank him for his goodness. That was the dying faith. That's the faith that God will give you in this world. But, you know, we need to be careful, too. We need to be careful. You see, I want you to understand you can't have too much faith. It's impossible to believe God too much. It's impossible to believe that anything is impossible with God when you truly believe Him and believe His Word by faith. All of these things that we've read about and more, they were all accomplished by faith. None of them by man's strength. None of them with doubts in there. But because they believed their God, they accomplished what was impossible with man. You see... My friend Jerry went out probably about a year after his wife left this world. And he took a gun and blew his own brains out. Because he was convinced that it was a lack of faith on his part that caused his wife to leave this world. How dare we? How dare we take and twist God's word to say what it doesn't? But folks, by the same token, because some abuse it, because some teach it wrongfully, we need faith today. You'll never please God. You'll never possess life without it. Everything that's been accomplished from the forming of this world to all the great feats down through time, it's only by believing God. Doubt has never accomplished anything. Have faith in God. Faith. Faith. It's that absolute confidence of believing and knowing what God says is true without shadow, without doubt. It's not an emotion. It's not something that you work up. It's believing God. Believe Him wholeheartedly. If He says it, that's it. That's sufficient. That faith, He says, is the substance of things hoped for. The substance. Literally, it's the support that holds it all up. It's the very essence of the very assurance of it. If I, if I can show it in very, very simple terms, I can, I can take this, this chair right here. And this, this chair, I can say that it's, it's what is supporting that book. It's the only thing that's holding that book there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's hope. That's faith. If you take away the faith... There is no hope. Faith is the very substance, the very essence of any hope that we have. Believing God is the only thing that gives us hope. There's nothing to hold hope. There's nothing to support hope. There's nothing to allow hope to even be there without faith. It is the very substance 
of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What do you mean by that, preacher? The evidence of things not seen. Every one of these things that we just read about in Scripture, every one of those things that was accomplished for God, you see, it was only by faith that those things were seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the only thing that will make those things happen. Faith is the only thing that allows God to be seen. We'll never see God. We'll never see God working. We'll never see a soul saved. We'll never see any of it without faith. Believing God. That's what gives us hope. That's what supports our hope. That's what all of our hope is in, is believing God. And it's that believing God that is the evidence of those things not seen. Man will never see those things except faith being put into practice. They would never have seen those Egyptians cross over on dry land. They would have never seen that ark that was sitting there without faith. Faith is the evidence of those things not seen. Faith is what will allow the unseen God to be seen in this world, to see his working seen in this world. We'll never see it without, without faith. We find that as we think about this thing, the Bible says that we're in the spiritual warfare. We saw this morning that one of the greatest hindrances that Satan wants to bring about one of the greatest hindrances that he wants is to hinder the sinner from being saved. He wants to hinder the conversion of the lost person. He doesn't want anybody to be saved. And he doesn't want you that are saved to have anything to do with seeing anybody else saved. There's many other hindrances that we'll look at, but may we understand Jesus came, as we read there in John chapter 3, he came not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. God's only intention since the beginning is to give life and for that life to be everlasting. Sin separates us from that life. Satan. Satan is the one. If the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Their eyes are darkened. He doesn't want them to see the light. The great hinderer. You see, it's only by believing God. If he can do anything, if he can do anything to dent and to hinder that lost person's faith, because if they ever come to believe God, they can't help but be saved. When it really comes down to it, the reason anybody's lost in this world because they don't believe God. God his sacrifice in Jesus Christ is sufficient. He's a propitiation not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. The sacrifice is sufficient. For by grace are you saved through faith. God's grace is right there for all that will come to him. But it's only by faith that we can get there by believing God, by the foolishness of preaching. By simply understanding that we're all sinners. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Folks, why is faith important? 
Because it's the only way we'll ever please God. And it's the only way we'll ever possess life. What does faith do? It does anything that's worthwhile that God has ever accomplished from the creating of this world to all the great wonders. Nobody's ever done anything for God without faith. You'll never do anything for God without faith, without believing him, without trusting him. You'll never have the confidence and you'll never have the, the surrender. You'll never have any of those things that are needed to, to truly do a work for God without believing him. And it's not something that you can work up with your emotions. It's not something you can work up with your music. It's not something that you can work up with anything. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It comes by believing God full stop. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The Bible says if in this life only we have hope, we are a people to be pitied. We're a pretty miserable lot if this world is the only hope that we have. But our hope is in him. And our great hope is in the return of Christ for us one day. Faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is what gives our hope substance. It's what holds it up. It's what supports it. If you take away the faith, there is no hope. There's nothing for it to rest upon. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the way that this world will see God. They'll see the unseen God. They'll see the hand of God at work only through faith. Even you and I as believers, that's how we'll see the evidence of God in our lives and in this world around us by believing him and trusting him. Father, there's so many things that we could say this evening. And, Lord, I'm full aware that, Lord, the few things that I've said this evening is a miserable lot in comparison to what your faith really is. But, Lord, I just want us to be reminded we are in a spiritual warfare. We're in a spiritual battle. Our enemy is real. He wants to stop the work of Christ in this world. He wants to stop. He's come but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But you came to give life. You came to give us that life that can only come through you. Lord, I pray this evening. I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Help us just to believe what you've given to us, to believe it unequivocally. Help us, Father. That way we can not only possess life for ourselves and get to that grace, but, Lord, we can live lives that are pleasing to you. We can be used as those of old, not because of who we are, but because of what we believe in you and what you'll do. Lord, it is our faith that gives us hope. It is our faith that supports any hope that we have. It is our faith that will show the things to this world, the unseen things that only you can do because we believe you, because we trust you. Help us this evening, Lord. Help us to be a people of faith because you tell us that in this spiritual battle, this spiritual warfare against this horrendous enemy, the Lord with this shield of faith, you said we can quench A-L-L all the fiery darts of Satan. Father, with this shield of faith, there's nothing that he can throw at us 
that can penetrate us. Help us, please, dear Lord. Help us to be a people of faith. We can't be a people of faith unless we're a people that's spending time with you in your word and on our knees. Lord, help us to be that kind of a people. Help our faith to be stronger than ever that you might accomplish through us that which we could never, ever do ourselves. And we'll give you all the praise for it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.